0: Welcome to Happiness and Inside Job. This is episode 61 Becoming a Disciple of Christ with Megan Atkinson. Happiness and Inside Job is the go to resource for Christian parents wanting to effectively communicate with teenage and young adult children utilizing powerful life coaching skills. What if I told you your children don't need to change anything in order for you to have a fulfilling relationship with them? You can change everything about your relationships with others by merely changing the way you think about them. Imagine the power you find when you stop depending on others for change and you create the change. Suddenly, you stop being the victim and you become the hero of your life. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, I've got a special guest. It's my daughter, Megan Akison, who has been home from Tonga, the Tonga Nuku'alofa Mission. How did I do? That's perfect. <laughs> um, my Tongan accent leaves a lot to be desired, but she's been home a week today. Can you believe it's been a whole week? That's quick. It has gone quick. We have had a lot to do, and we've been getting it done one thing at a time. Now, a while ago, I did a podcast entitled The Mission, The Best University for Life. And the premise for that podcast was that when you go to college, you take a whole bunch of prerequisites and you never use that information again after the final exam. You cram, you learn it all, you take the final and bam, never use it again. Now, in contrast, when you go on a mission, Every lesson you learn on a mission, you use every day for the rest of your life, or at least I felt like that was true for me. Did you, do you feel like that's true for you? Yeah, I feel that it's absolutely
1: true for me. Even though I've just been home for a week, I've been trying to apply everything I learned on my mission to every single day.
0: So can we just take a second and talk about how cute her accent is? I had to hurry and get her on the podcast before she loses it. I'm afraid it's going to be gone all too fast, but I think it's absolutely adorable. So one of the things you were talking to me about is that there's a new white handbook that came out. How did that change the focus of how you saw yourself as a missionary? Yeah, so probably it's, been out in a lot of the English-speaking
1: missions for a long time, but it just was barely translated into the Tongan, for the Tongan mission, for us, right at the very end of my mission. So maybe for the last three months is when we had that, we had that translation. But it had a completely different title. We often hear that it's called the White Handbook, or basically just all the rules that you have to keep as your missionary. But this other... And this new handbook that we' were able to get, it has a longer name, and it explains that it's a it's a, a so I'm trying to translate it in my head <laughs> it, it's um it says that it's a way of life for apostles of apostles of Christ um and then in regards to full- time missionary service um so I really loved and I really enjoyed how um, right off the bat, they help you understand that this is not just something. Uh, a list of rules that are applicable for the time you are a missionary, but it helps you to understand that these these habits that you are making, that you are establishing on your mission, are going to be ways of life that will carry on and will be useful to you every single day. And in the first paragraph of the handbook, it talks about how... um, the day you put on your, your name tag and the day you take off your name tag, that does not limit the time that you were a missionary. It says that your mission will carry on and it will start it, it will it started before you wore the tag and it will continue on even after you are released. And um, so that really helped me as a missionary to understand I'm not just learning to be a missionary, a full time missionary, but I'm learning to be a true disciple of Christ. And as I was able to try to focus more on that, on becoming a disciple of Christ and not just an obedient missionary, it really helped me um, to become someone that I wanted to be. It helped me to be able to have a better reason behind everything I do. And it helped me as I come home during this week. I haven't really, even though I've noticed a big difference in what I do every day, I don't necessarily go out and preach, teach lessons, but I still feel like I'm the same person. Even though a huge part of my life has changed, I still feel that, um, even though I have so many weaknesses, I still feel that I am a missionary. I still feel that I'm a disciple of Christ, even though I'm not a full time missionary.
0: So, one of the things that you said that I really loved is you said, I didn't serve a mission to come home and be the same person. What are some of the biggest things changes that you want to make in your life because of having served a mission? Um,
1: so as I've come home there's a lot of a lot of things I hope that I am able to be better. Um, probably when I was saying that, I was thinking a lot about more of the the worldly things, the worldly factors of my life, kind of like... I'm with where I work what I'm doing stuff like that Um, but as I've been able to think more about that that statement uh, being someone different because of my mission being a more changed and improved person um, it's been able to help me a lot and I've been able to think um, maybe the best thing that I could bring home that could change about me um, from my mission is changing or improving as a missionary, every single day, every single week, you have planning. And you plan and you you notice the things that are wrong and you try to plan to improve them. And honestly, I know that I won't come home from my mission, and the next day in that day I'll be, you know, someone perfect. That's not how it's gonna work. I'm gonna come home from my mission. I'm still gonna have a lot of the same problems I had before. But as a as a more prepared and more spiritually inclined daughter of God and disciple of Christ I can I can I can meet those same challenges with a different mindset and I'm able to really feel like every day as I'm improving as I've learned to improve daily or repent daily um, that's something that I feel like will help me even though I can't just say that I'll come home I'll be completely different just that day But as I've come home, I know that I can change and improve every day.
0: Okay, so a couple of things that I noticed you touched on were being purposeful or intentional in the way you live. So you're making a plan. You make a plan each day. Even though you're not still a missionary, you're carrying on that habit of making a plan and making sure that your life is purposeful and that you're doing good things with your time. So it's been kind of tricky because you've come home to quarantine. So what habits did you learn on your mission that you're implementing as you make your schedule each day? Like what things do you want to make sure are in your schedule each day? Um, so even though maybe a lot of
1: the lighting work doesn't really come into my schedule today and like daily as I'm home, but um, kind of like planning that always fits into my day reading my scriptures, that fits in every day, finding some sort of service, some sort of self-improvement. Um, that's something that I try to find
0: time for every single day. So one thing I've noticed, you may not be out proselyting to investigators, and you would probably be doing more of that if you were allowed to really use the, leave the house and, and if social distancing weren't a thing. But one thing I've noticed that you do is that you take the opportunity to include your sisters in your scripture study. And as you do that, you're bearing testimony to them and modeling these habits that you've developed to them. So how has that been to change your investigator to being your sister? So um, for me, one challenge
1: that my my mission president gave me as I came home. He was talking about how there's not as many missionaries going out into the field at this point in time, about how uh, part of the challenges and the invitations that the first presidency has given to him uh, to invite every single one of the returning missionaries to find someone to replace them in the field. Um, So for me, I was trying to think of who I would who I would be able to do that to, who is someone that I could try to help replace me in the field. And even though my sisters are a lot younger than me, they won't replace me in the field for a long time. But I just figured I would start there because of um, the the situation we're in right now. So I've been trying to do kind of what you said. Um, I've been trying to find time Anytime I can, I try to share what I learned from my mission with them. Um, I've already asked them if they want to serve a mission, and sometimes it's not really clear what their thoughts are on that. <laughs> and so I don't really try to push it, but I just try to share my good experiences and hope that they will see the value and the improvement that came
0: into my life um, from my mission. That's funny you said that because a motivational speaker I like to listen to, she said she mentioned in something I was listening to just this week, that she would go up to her kids and say, Megan, promise me you'll never leave the church. Or Megan, promise me you'll never drink. Or, and just commit. It's deciding ahead of time who you want to be and how you want to show up in a situation. And just deciding ahead of time is so important. And it gives us a different focus in our lives. Like for your little sisters to decide right now, I want to serve a mission. Yes, I absolutely want to go. That's going to change their focus over the next few years, even though they have, you know, one of them has two years and one of them has three years before they could go. If they plan and prepare and are working towards that goal, whether or not they go, it's a really great focus for them to have. And I also have really enjoyed, I mean, you and I have had some scripture reading study time together. That has been awesome, and it's been a great way for me to learn about your mission in terms of the scriptures. Now, another thing you said to me that was so interesting, and I think you said it before you left the field, you said, Mom, I realized, sorry, this makes me teary. I realized that this has never been about me, that I am here as a disciple of Christ doing the Lord's work and right now it's my turn to wear this name tag, but it's like a calling and this is going to go to somebody else. So while you were there, you fell in love with those people. How was it to get on that plane and leave after you have spent 18 months falling in love with these people?
1: Um, to be completely honest, I always picture myself leaving um Tonga and I always thought I would just be a a crying mess. I would be so <laughs> so sad. But kind of like what you were saying, I tried to prepare myself and I tried to remember that um me being in Tonga even though it was really fun for me, it's never about where I am, but who I am. And um and I kind of tried to remember that as I have tried to love those people, as I have tried to serve those people, I need to understand that God is going to call someone else to do the same thing. Um, there will come a time that he will send me a new people to serve. Kind of like what you said, I'm trying to picture that as my family right now because of us living all together. Um, I just try to remember as I left those people that I loved. Um that my love for them is just a representation of Christ's love for them. Um, I remember I had this one companion and she was a hard worker and she was really good at working together with the members. Um, But one time she, she told me and she said, you know, even though I love the members, our job is never to make the members love us. Our job is to make the members love missionary work. I never cry when I leave an area. Never have I cried when I left the area because it's not about me. If they have learned to love missionary work, then I've succeeded. If they have learned to love me, then we don't know if I've succeeded or not. And that's one thing I really learned from that companion. And that's what I tried to think of as I was preparing to leave Donga, That it wasn't my job to go out to those people and, and get them to love me. It wasn't my job to go out there to the people and, and get them to love the church. It was my job to go and invite them to Christ. And if they were closer to Christ
0: when I left and when I came, then that means I've succeeded. So I remember you had about two weeks left, and it was the last time I got to talk to you while you were in your mission because internet. that was really a tricky thing for me with your mission is When Kara served a mission in North Carolina, I heard from her faithfully every week, and many weeks would go by. Sometimes two and three weeks would go by when I didn't hear from you, which honestly was one of my biggest challenges. That was a little tangent, but I remember I talked to you two weeks before you came home. It was the last time I got to talk to you, and you said, this is my last week really working in my area, Mom. Tell me what I should do, or "What what is your advice for me? Do you remember what I told you? You just said to uh, focus on what I can do and then trust God to do the rest. And I think my challenge to you was to bear your testimony more times that week than you had in any other time in your mission, because that's what you had control over. So I love the focus of recognizing and remembering that you're there because you're a disciple of Christ, there to serve Him. It's not about you. You're there willing to do the work. And I remember asking you, I said, Megan, do you have any, any baptisms, anyone scheduled to be baptized in this next week? And you said, no, 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 I don't. And you sounded really disappointed to me. And then I said, focus on what you have control over. And really, that's such a healthy framework for your life to focus on what you have control over. So Megan, while you were in Tonga, you live quite a different lifestyle than what you're used to and what you grew up with. What are some of your biggest takeaways from the lifestyle in Tonga, from their culture, from the way they interact as families? What do you want to make sure never goes away? So
1: um, I definitely learned a lot from the people and from uh, the way that they live, the way that they interact as a family and as a town, um, and how they interact um, within their wards, they really, really pay attention to the missionaries. Everyone knows the missionaries, everybody loves the missionaries. They really pay attention to feed them, to find people for them to teach, and um, they're really excited about the programs. Always, it's really interesting and it's really exciting. As a missionary, to see a people and to interact with the people who are excited about you, excited about what, what you're trying to do and about your work that you're trying to push forward. Even though it's not ever about the missionary, but it's it's cool to see how they were able to interact with missionaries. Another thing is they have a, a lot of respect for for each other and for God and um, and especially for those who God has called to be their leaders. And that's one thing that I really want to take home, as I am uh, becoming an, another normal member of the ward again, um, how can I have a humble heart, uh, just like they da- they did, um, to be able to follow the leadership, um, follow my parents and uh, follow those who God has called to lead us. Um, and that's something I'm really excited for, for this new conference, I'm going to try to um, Listen to conference with that mindset. What can I learn from this leader? And, and just really having a testimony that, that these leaders are ones who God really has called for us today um, in the midst of all of the things that we're going through today.
0: Yeah, the world kind of, you came home to a little bit of a chaotic world. One thing that I feel like you really learned from the Tongan people and one word that you have used a lot since you got home is respect. You seem to have learned a lot about respect, respect for yourself and respect for the way you treat other people. Can you tell me a little bit more about respect and what you learned about respect from the Tongans?
1: Yeah, um, I would say basically like what you were saying, they have a lot of respect for family. They have a lot of respect for God um, and they have a lot of respect for for others especially for their leaders Um, I learned a lot about how they're able to respect their parents uh, their family members their siblings
0: Um, they really have a lot of family unity so you had a lot of time to really be thoughtful about what habits you wanted to keep in your life and who you wanted to be when you ended your mission because you knew it was coming up and you knew when the ending was going to be there are some missionaries as of recent who have had a very abrupt ending to their, to their mission. They have served faithfully, they're being honorably released, and they're coming home much earlier than they expected. What advice do you have for them in terms of moving on and going back to everyday civilian life a little bit earlier than they had planned? So I think the advice that I would give to them
1: is first of all to, to just remind them um That their worth has never changed, that even before they were missionary, whatever kind of missionary they were, and as they're coming home, nothing we could ever do changes our worth to God um and just to remember that we we are we are important to our heavenly Father, and then maybe the the second thing I would say is to just remember that um they will never stop being a disciple of Christ. No matter, no matter when or how early the pin gets taken off of our chest or the tag, we can't keep wearing it every day. But remember that we still have the same worth. We still have the same purpose. To try to help others come closer to Christ. Um, and that's brought me a lot of security. Um, just to know that even though so many temporal things change as you come home, but you don't need to make everything spiritual that you learn change. You can keep that throughout the
0: rest of your life. One thing that I heard you mention to somebody else was you were comparing the calling of a missionary to that of any other calling. And, you know, it may be traditional for a bishop to serve for five years, but not all bishops serve for exactly five years. And that doesn't affect their worth. Each person serves in their calling for exactly the amount of time that the Lord needs them there. But just like any big calling, you really put so much of yourself into it. You really learn to love and to serve the people. And sometimes it is really hard to just take a step back and remember it never was about you. That was one of the things that you said that touched me the most, was you realized that there was a day when you put that pin on and you took the name of missionary, but you were always a disciple of Christ and you will always continue to be a disciple of Christ and now that pin is coming off of you and it's going on to someone else and the work of the Lord continues.
1: I hope I will be able to apply that to every single calling that I'm able to get as I move forward in my life. Um, just know that I will work as hard as I can while I have that calling, but understand that there will be a time that God needs me to, need to move on.
0: Yeah, and I hope that we can just really be positive in Talking to everybody about their missions, you know, some people go and serve for three months and they do an amazing job for the three months that they're there. And other people get to serve a full 24 months or full 18 months, but every single servant of the Lord, whether they go on a mission or not, have the same value, have the same worth to God. As you have listened to this podcast, it is my hope that you have come up with some ideas to really help habits stick in your life. It's one thing to make a change for a short amount of time. It's another thing to really figure out how to make them stick. My other hope is that we can rejoice in the service that these cute missionaries give. No matter what length of time they are able to serve for, they are willing, they are able, and they are awesome people. You guys, please share this episode with anyone you know who has a missionary out or one that's coming home. I feel like Megan has some really deep insight into how to make changes really stick and to how to help us remember that becoming a disciple of Christ is a lifetime endeavor. And you guys, if you have not yet joined my monthly coaching program, you are missing out. The doors are open for April. Please hurry on and jump on and join that now before you miss out on April. It's as simple as heading over to www.happiness-aninsidejob.com. Go to the ThoughtWorks tab and join now. I'll see y'all next week.